is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. <laughs> Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature and mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Let's put on the show. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Dis After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Good evening, dear listener. And welcome to Series 3, Episode 1B, I guess, uh, of This After Dark. The one where we haven't changed our new theme music just yet. Uh, I'm Paul. I'm Nick. Oh, oh and I'm the other Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Craig's working tonight, because you know, some of us have to. Uh, well, we, we're saying Craig's working tonight. He's actually been taken back to mental asylum uh, of, of uh, people that listen to Episode one I yeah. would have uh, taken note. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be back soon. Yeah, the reason we're going down the one A one B route is because this is really just a continuation of the last show, as opposed to a, a brand new show. So you know, hey. Um, but there, uh, gentlemen, let's start as we mean to go on. What are we drinking? Okay, I'll Look, start. Yeah. So I got uh, a Bulmer's um, Autumn Cider, and like the connection is not so scary. I'm sure they drink cider like that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let Nick go last on this one. Um, mm. But I, I've gone for a, also a Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween theme. I've gone for a Witchwood Brewery's Pump King. Oh. Very good. The, Very clever. Uh, it, it, 3.8% evil pumpkin beer, apparently. <laughs> so is it pumpkin flavoured or? I'm about to let you know. No, it tastes like beer. Huh. Like well, um... Yeah, your turn. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, uh, due to some uh, acute f- food poisoning, uh, tonight I am drinking Dior, like... And that's all I've got to say on that matter. Uh, Cheers. Yeah. And, and the connection with, uh, with yes. Disney is, is that it's a bit like eating it. GW calls on the 192 before that shut down. Or, or it could also be a little bit like um, the uh, the. It sounds a little bit like the Electric Parade. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. uh, it's it's such a loose connection. The, the, I'm not even going to follow that up. The, the Main Street Electrolyte Parade. Yeah, that's okay, right. Yeah, fair uh, enough. And if anyone's got any other fantastic puns like that, of course you can contact us via our website www.disasterdart.com or email us at podcast at disasterdart.com. Or you can tweet us on at DisasterDark. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash DisasterDark and facechat.com. Uh, Instagram, Pinterest and YouTube where I've started putting um, some of the videos from uh, this August on. You'll see my Indeed, V24 and... Radio as well. Yeah. Um, we get everywhere, don't we? Yeah. 
Pretty much. Anyone would think we're actually quite popular. <sighs> it's to our own egos. Yeah, they're, they're sadly mistaken. <laughs> oh. Right, anyway, um, anyone who has listened to 1A realised that it was me and Craig rambling for the most part about our vacations. But you two have recently had a break as well. So I reckon it's a case of going straight into it. Who's going to start with a breakdown of where they were over the summer break? Well, I think only for continuation purposes, I think Mr. Dolan used to carry on with the theme of Walt Disney World. I, I think continuity is a good thing most of the time. Well, shall we close out the Florida episode then? Let's do that then. Okay. All right then. So, uh, we left on the 29th of August. We being me, wife Carrie, daughter Heather, uh, daughter's boyfriend James. And we flew a BA, or Gatwick. Uh, the day before we, we left, I had an appointment with the dentist. And as I walked into the dentist's surgery, I got a text from BA saying my flight had been cancelled. Nice. So, yeah, just as I was going into the chair. So, so that was the, the dentist appointment from hell. When I was in the chair, I heard another text came up, come in, and by the time I got out of the chair, they told me that we'd been booked on a later flight on the same day. So panic over, um, dentist appointment over, we did twilight check-in, and our new reboot flight, which was later in the day, was then delayed by six hours. So, the first day was getting the journey from hell, really. Um, <laughs> you're, 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 you're only about what, 20 minutes from Gatwick anyway? Yeah. So, so your your twilight check-in was finish work, drive up, drop the cases, and then go home? That was it, yeah, pretty much. And then the next day, we um, we just walked to the station and got a train right into Gatwick. So, nice from that point of view. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, we eventually did get to Florida. The flight was fine. We got to Florida, picked up our car. We rented a car with National. Um, it was fine. We got a, a full-size car. Just a normal thing. Um, we then made our way to Oki West, where we stayed, and we had 17 nights in Oki West. Uh, but we didn't get, we didn't actually get to bed until 2 a.m. Florida time, which by that time we'd been up for like 24 hours. <sighs> so it was an episode of The Walking Dead as we impacted cases and got ourselves into the resort, but. We had a nice experience when we got there. We got a nice uh, box. In the box was our four uh, customised magic bands. So, little tip for anybody who's staying How, how, how customised? Well, you can you can choose a colour, essentially. Yep. So, there's, there's a range of colours. I don't remember exactly how many. And we chose uh, a, a different colour each, so we wouldn't get confused. And they come in a quite a quite a posh box. It's a themed, um, you know, fast pass plus or my my magic experience uh, box. And they um, they've also got your name uh, etched on the inside of the band. Oh right. Yeah. If you don't choose, then you get a grey band. So that's just a little tip for anybody going out there. Uh, go online, get yourself a. Uh, an account um, with, uh, I don't know what's that called? Just the Disney, my 
Disney Experience, isn't it? Buy a Disney Experience, that's it. Sign up for an account and you can <laughs> link your reservation, you can go on there and you can do your fast passes, your dining reservation, you can also choose all of your magic bands. Yeah, because we bought our magic bands in the actual park mm. after we had our normal RFID touch tickets right. sent to us. And yeah, we got to pick which colours off of the shelf. But, uh, mm-hmm. So what are they about?
So we, we made good use of that. We booked everything up in advance. But then, as we were talking about last week, we did actually switch quite a few, quite a few reservations, and we didn't have any problems getting any reservations. However, that said, I mean they weren't like the, the prime ones, like St. Paul's Castle or you know anything like that. Uh, we tried a few new places, so uh, we we had some old favourites, but we did try a couple of new places. We tried Tokyo Dining, which was which was pretty good. I like that. That's the one that's upstairs, but at the front, isn't it? Yeah. So you got Teppanido at the back, yeah. which is where you sit around the the hot plate and the chef yeah. cooks it all in front of you. Yeah. So we did we did that at the beginning of the holiday, and towards the end we did Tokyo Dining, which is like sushi. And tempura, which is which is like fried. They, they didn't have any Mars bars. I did ask. Right, I was looking for a Mars bar bento box, but he didn't do that. So I wrote a little suggestion card for him. So we we've done the um, tepanido for the last couple of holidays, but yeah. we we had it booked for one this time, but we ended up cancelling it because we actually went up the international went up international drive. We found a place called Benihana. Right, yeah, that's like a cheap of those yeah. places, isn't it? Give, give them the choice between Teppanito and Benihana. We actually found uh, the menu and the food in Benihana to be really nice as well. Yeah. So it's like, well, we can't do two teppanyaki, hibachi, barbecue type things yeah. in the same holiday. We don't come to Florida to eat Japanese food necessarily. So, uh, yeah, we cancelled we cancelled our Teppanito one. But... Yeah. But being on the, the dinner plan, we're a kind of captive audience. So. Yeah. Um, we do enjoy it. We've been to Tepanido a few times. Uh, you're not, depending on the size of your group, you might be sitting with somebody else. In this case, we sat with an American couple and their son, about 10. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was good. You know, we, we chatted, but they were kind of at one side of it. We were at the other side. So we talked yeah. a little bit, and then they talked among themselves, and we talked among ourselves. So it, it wasn't uncomfortable. It was quite nice, quite sociable. Um, but we did so that Tokyo Dining was a new one for us. We tried California Grill. We've been there before, but it's been refurbished. Yeah. Uh, How is it since the refurb? Yeah, I mean it's 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 nice. I mean it's as good as it was before. Um, the restaurant's got a, a new look. It's a bit more modern, and they've got a new deck. So for anybody who's been there, you can watch the fireworks from from a deck on on the side of the restaurant. Well, now they've put another one on the other side, and they pipe in music, and you can watch the fireworks from there. It's a it's a great view, yeah. um, and you know the food we had on there was was really good, so we enjoyed that. Uh, let's see what else did we do that we've never done before. Uh, the, the the big one for us was we had a big wedding anniversary, so as a as a celebration, we went to Victoria and Alberts, which isn't on the diamond plan. And uh, VNA isn't on the dining plan. Nah. <laughs> no, not, not even for three credits. No. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, it was a good experience. I mean, we, we dressed up for it, but not, not a tie, but I had a shirt and a jacket. And um, I, 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 I was expecting ghillie shoes and a kilt. And... <laughs> yeah, a kilt. I should have taken my kilt, yeah. It's <laughs> that opportunity. Um, so we did get a little bit dressed up. It wasn't, you know, like I say, it wasn't shirt and tie. You didn't have to wear a shirt and a tie. But um, it was quite smart. Uh, it's quite a small restaurant. I was surprised. It's kind of dimly lit. It's like a hexagonal-shaped restaurant. 
Um, when we were there, there was maybe six or seven tables that were occupied uh, when we went, so it was quite quiet. Um, the food is really good. It's a seven-course tasting menu. Plus, they give you a little, a few little things before, and then um, you get like chocolates and coffee and things like that afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but we must have been in there for two and a half hours, um, so it's quite a long meal. Um, really enjoyed it. You know, great food, nice atmosphere. The, they, they do this weird coffee thing where they bring this, um, it's like two uh, chemistry flasks that they bring to the table and you actually cook your coffee at the table and it's weird, water goes in one bit and the water gets sucked up into this other bit which then magically turns into coffee and then it gets dropped back down to the other bit. It's really complicated, that's why you got to pay so much for the restaurant. Yeah, I just want to cost it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good experience. What did that again? Yeah. Well, I, w I certainly wouldn't do it, you know, very often. It was, uh, it's quite expensive. It cost us worth a tip. Um, it was, I think, three hundred and eighty dollars for the two of us, and we didn't we didn't have any other wine pairings or anything like that. We did, we did have, um, we did open like a little like a bottle of champagne, but it was actually sparkling non-alcoholic cider, and they didn't charge us for that, which was amazing. Oh, oh, fair enough. Yeah. But you can't get drunk on it; it's non-alcoholic. <laughs> but that was a good not, experience. Not having that kind of behaviour in Viennese. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's very nice if you want a if you want a real special celebration meal, then it's a good place. But okay. um, you know, we've probably done it one and done, I think. Yeah. Uh, There's so yeah, an age limit in there, isn't there? Yeah, I think you've got to be 21, I think. Uh, again. Mm. Yeah. No kids running around. No, no, not at all. No, it's all very, it's all very posh and proper, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't too stuffy though. I mean, cast members are really friendly, just like all the other cast members. Yep. And although you can sense that it is, you know, more upmarket and all that posher, they they do try and make you feel comfortable. You know, they don't, they don't, they, um, you know, they don't, they don't kind of go overboard on the stuffiness factor. Uh, we did Mickey's Not So Scary, the same as you, Paul. Yes. Did that on the. Uh, it was actually our last night, so that was the 14th, I think. We did that September the 14th. Was it Was it nice and dry? It was nice and dry. Yeah, it was a great night. I know you got a lot of rain, or a bit of, bit of rain, but uh, we didn't have any rain. Um, as we talked about before, I thought the parade was really good. Uh, special Halloween parade. The fireworks really good. Halloween and before that, they had to celebrate the Magic uh, Light Show. Yes. And we had a really good spot for that. We were right in the hub, right in front of the castle. We didn't have any problem getting a spot for the parade or the uh, or the fireworks. It was, no. it was busy, but there were plenty of plenty of spaces. Um, yeah. And, and, and and did you partake in the going around trick or treating? Oh yeah, yeah. We ended up with like a huge bag full of. It, it, it would be rude not to, even as a fully grown, proper, mature adult. Definitely. And, and yeah. Can't just describe a member of the Dis After Dark team as a proper mature adult. Yeah, well, I was assuming that you were talking about you know, the other people. The wife. Would... Yeah. Yeah. So like you can edit in post if you need to. Cause, cause, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be, be half the beer gone already. That's it. Although she did get to the point in the evening where um, she was actually. It was trick or treat, but then she was actually had her head in the bucket, picking up, picking up the chocolate that she liked. Yeah. The cast members were actually helping her. They were actually rummaging through 
basket looking for a, cho a chocolate that she wants. I don't eat that foul tasting Hershey's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on your adventure, was there any uh, exciting characters that you saw? Um, I did mention at a Halloween party, we did see um, Jack Skellington and Sally. That was that was quite good. Mm. Um, we did one character breakfast in the Crystal Palace, so we saw we saw Pooh and friends. Uh, tried to offer Piglet a bacon sandwich, he wasn't having it. I don't know why. But uh, that was the only character meal that we did. Um, saw plenty of characters in the park. We didn't see Anna and Elsa. Although the, the wait was only about maybe just over an hour, hour and a half, uh, for the for the time that we were there. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to ride the main train until that Halloween party. We had fast passes for earlier in the holiday, and that, yeah. that that's one thing I felt, you know, agreed with what you said, Paul. You book the fast passes, and you, it is it isn't as good a system. You you forget you've got them, or uh, you know, you, you forget to look at your phone. Uh, if the ride's down, you get an email, which on holiday I don't want to read the email. So I would have preferred if they'd send us a text or something like that. Yeah. To the phone. Um, so yeah, the, the, the FastPass Plus system, I mean, it, it works fine. Um, but I guess it, it requires a different type of mentality yeah, because. It, it has its strengths and weaknesses, but I. I... My personal opinion is that the weaknesses are uh, yeah, outnumber the strengths at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it, uh, it because it was so quiet, because it was relatively quiet, um, it didn't matter so much for us. There was only a couple of rides that really mattered, and that was Toy Story Midway Mania and the Seven Dwarfs main train. Everything else, you know, the most that you were going to wait was like 20 minutes. So... Apart from maybe sometimes on Sovereign and Test Track, sometimes they were up about 40, 45 minutes. But yeah. again, if you picked your time, you could, you could get on there in 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So Now, we, we didn't speak we, about it too much on the last show, but both of you guys, as well as Craig, have been on the, the new Mine Train ride. Yeah. What were your opinions of it? So, a little bit similar to the Harry Potter um, ride. Um, I, I really thought the main train, again, you know, Fantasy Line looks great, New Fantasy Line looks great. Even on the main train is fantastic. We've got some nice little things in the queue. Nice little interactive queue. Um, but at the end of it, it was, for me, it was somewhat similar to the Harry Potter ride because it, it felt like it was something and nothing, really. You know, it was it was good and it was some roller coaster, but it, it wasn't like yeah. A really thrilling roller coaster. I mean, probably good for younger kids, which is the target audience. Okay. Uh, you know, for for your first roller coaster, it's a good one. It's nice and smooth. Yeah, I think the classic. It's it's a family thrill. Yeah. Uh, thrill, mm. thrill is pushing it a bit, but that's the name they've given it. Um, I I thought the queue area, you know, the majority of the queue was just the queue. It wound through some woodland and past some fences. Okay, it's a queue. And then you get to the interactive areas of the queue. And especially having the two little girls that we had. The problem with the interactive queues, and the adventures of Winnie the Pooh had the same issues, is that they're in the one area. And if the queue is actually moving, you end up either standing behind someone who's spending, five, you know, and their kids, 
young kids are spending longer just playing the interactive games and moving things around, at which point a massive gap in the queue. And you can either zip straight past them, put, essentially pushing in in front of them, just because they were there, unless your kids want to play on it. And then they suddenly see the gap, they fill in the gap, your kids have a play, and you either feel guilty because you're holding up the rest of the queue, or you're just like going, well, there you go, you've moved that thing, you've put your hand under the magic dripping tap that plays a tune, now move on. And they don't really get a lot of time for it. Yeah. So if, if they took the interactive elements and spread them out throughout the queue, great. But they just seem all to be a bit compact, and if the queue's moving, they're kind of pointless. Yeah. So it, it would yeah, be, I mean, be nicer. It's like Space Mountain. I quite like those little games in the queue in Space Mountain, but you, you end up being kind of torn and conflicted, you know, to yeah. continue through the game or to move up the queue. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know, I know what you mean by that. Um, so we, we did like the the main train. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a good fun run. And, yeah, it's really quite well done. Uh-huh, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, we, we didn't get to be our guest. The one day that we tried to get in there for lunch, uh, there was actually a queue. The restaurant was full, and so there was a queue outside. And um, we didn't get a chance to go back and try it. So that's that's one for next time, I think. But, but it's obviously very popular. Yeah, there's always got to be something left for next time. That's right. You never get everything done. And, and, and maybe it'll be less popular next time because uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar, will be open and we'll just be dragging the guests in off the streets. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. But you spent a bit of time in Gaston's Tavern. Um, be rude not to. Basically done. Uh, yeah. Yep. Got a drinky in there. Getting a uh, massive ice cream headache. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's... And uh, one thing about FastPass Plus, though, is uh, although um, you're limited to the hour, we, we, a couple of times, we did actually go late, yeah. and they did let, let us in. Uh, we did push it a couple of times up to about an hour. Um, so when you present your FastPass to yeah. the Mickey head, instead yeah. of turning green, it turns blue, and then the cast member comes over, and we just explained, you know, we did held up. I think it... It was a dinner, a dinner thing. Your, your stupid app didn't remind me. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, they kind of, you know, they look at you slightly disapprovingly, but then they let you in. So <laughs> we, we didn't push that with, too much, with, but it with, did happen a couple of times. With the stare of a disappointed parent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, slight shake of the hand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, did you get off-site at all? We did, yeah. Um, we were there for 17 nights, and we thought first couple of days we would basically do off-site activities, and then we would buy a 14-day pass. So it was a bit odd. We were actually on site for three days before our pass kicked in. Uh, so we did one day, which was a kind of shopping mall, um, you know, supermarket run, yeah. shopping day, if you like. That was our first day when we were jet lagged and tired. And then we did uh, Universal. We had uh, some Universal tickets. We did Universal twice, two days. Um, and then we did a day at Clearwater. Uh, went to the beach, and we've been told about this little boat called Little Toot. It's a it's like a tugboat. Yeah. It's been converted to the dolphin trips. So it takes you out of the bay. And we did see two dolphins and a baby dolphin. Um, 
it was quite nice. It was quite a good, quite a good trip. And uh, the beach is nice. It's clear water. First time we've been there. Yeah, clear, I mean, Clearwater is an area. I mean, we stayed there last time. We thought it's a really nice area, but um, we went in October, mm-hmm. towards the end of October, and found it very quiet. Yeah. At that time of year, but I can imagine during the summer it must be really uh, buzzing. How, how, yeah, we how, were there. How was the drive? Uh, about an hour and a half, an hour and forty-five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we were there on Labor Day, so it was a little bit busy. It was a holiday Monday, and the beach was was pretty busy. But it is a really nice beach, and the sea, well, the sea must have been about you know, body temperature. It was it was like a hot bath, really. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hate so, to say, but that is a lovely temperature. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. And uh, we did two days at Universal. Um, we did manage the first day we were at Islands of Adventure, really. And then the second day we got to Diagon Alley. We had a look around Diagon Alley. I know we talked about that last time. Yeah. one A. Um, thought it was really well done. Uh, very realistic, very clever. Yeah, I, I know what Craig means when he says it's the best theme shop in Morland. I do agree to some extent, but it is there are some nice little touches and um if you treat it as one land, so if you take the train to Hogsmeade, yeah. you get one experience and then we rode like the Dragon Challenge and the Forbidden Journey. Yeah, in Castle. And then we came back and get a different experience, and then we went around Diagon Alley, and the ride was actually down, uh, and I had a I had the lines up, so it, it kept saying that the line was down. And we thought, good God, this is our last chance to get on it. And uh, we we then went away from Diagon Alley, and we rode Transformers, the new Transformers ride, yep. which is really good, really clever, but I still prefer Spider-Man, personally. Um, and then we thought, right, we'll go back to Diagon Alley and see if, and see if the ride's up, and it wasn't. And then we thought, right, we'll get some lunch. And just as just as we were going into lunch, I noticed a little bit of commotion, and ran across, talked to the cast member, and they just opened the ride, so we got straight on it. No wait. Uh, I, I remember riding, um, yeah, riding Transformers. Mm-hmm. This time, I noticed. I, I can't remember whether it was a one of our shows a few shows ago, or whether I was. Talking about Singapore, with Universal Singapore with uh, Lee and Tracy on Universal Orlando podcast. Um, I found at that point that their version of Transformers was a little bit out of focus, and the 3D didn't really work for me. But I have to admit, I stand corrected. The Orlando version is either more modern, uh, they've calibrated the projectors better, because it actually seemed to be in focus and in 3D. Yeah. Rather than just looking fuzzy and giving me a headache and making me feel sick. Um, so yeah, I, I actually quite like Transformers. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think much of the movies, but I, I quite enjoyed the ride. And uh, we got our photographs taken with Optimus Prime outside. <laughs> and that's really clever, you know. Did you see the Did you see the characters? No, it started raining. He, he yeah. must have gone indoors because it had rust his chrome or something. That's right. I mean, it. it you know, it looks there's two of them. There's Optimus Prime, and then there's uh, is it Megatron? Is it or the, the bad the baddie? All right, yeah. Um, and these things are about uh, I don't know, seven and a half feet tall, eight feet tall, and it's a it you know it's a guy in a suit, but it's really well done, really clever, and they pose for photographs. Uh, 
So yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Um, we went to uh, the ice cream parlor in Diagon Alley. I think there's some weird ice cream flavors there. And I got the chocolate with chili, and oh my god, it blew your head off. There's so much chili in it. It, it, well, it, yeah. it, it makes you think that of all the restaurants in, in theme parks everywhere, this is where they experiment. They, they've almost got um, Heston Blumenthal to come and go, tell you what, we're opening up a Harry Potter themed area. Make us an ice cream. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who came up with that one. I mean, I know chocolate and chili is a combination, but wow, it's way too much chili for me. <laughs> But then I did have a butter beer ice cream, which is a soft serve ice cream. So most of what they serve is comes out of a tub. Yeah. But the butter beer is a soft serve, it's like a swirl. And it's really nice. It's um it's kind of butterscotchy flavour. Uh it's good. Yeah. And they do do they do that as a butter beer float as well? I don't think so, no. I think we just got the ice cream and then obviously you can have the the two no you know, two butter beers regular and frozen. Because I, I wonder if if you would have a butterbeer float with with butterbeer ice cream, soft serve on top of it, would that compete against the Dole Whip in the soft serve ice cream topped drinks world championship? I think that's a good I think it's a good challenge to throw down that one. Really. Yeah, yeah, the gauntlet, is, the gauntlet has yeah. been thrown down. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's one I've got to try. Yeah, you got to get an ice cream and then you go run across, get a butter beer and just slap it in there. It's just like, I want that one floated like that. Yeah, and there's, and there's no fruit involved, so... Nah. a plus. Just p- p- pure butterscotch <laughs> in a cup. Oh, yeah. dear. <laughs> uh, there goes the insulin. Yeah. <coughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. 17 days, 17 nights. Yeah. That's like you couldn't quite make up your mind between... Two weeks and three weeks. Yeah, we just um, three weeks was uh, was just a bit of a, a challenge in terms of you know the amount of holidays yeah. I'd left. Um, so it's good because it means you've been there for a couple of days. You've got over your jet lag. You've done a few of the other things like your shopping day and a day at Universal and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you've still got two weeks left, so it's just a, it's a good feel. So we've um, often done seventeen or eighteen nights. I, I, I asked the same question, got the same idea out of Craig last mm-hmm. show. Um, you were staying on Disney property, but still, yeah. obviously, because you did the shopping days and you did Universal, you had a car. Yeah. But did you find yourself using it and then parking in the Disney car parks, or did you stay on site and then use, leave it in the hotel car park for the day and use all the buses? Yeah, well, it's a bit of a mix, really. I mean, we, when I'm on holiday and we're staying on Disney, I actually quite like using the Disney transport, even the buses. I know some people don't like the buses, but. If we're going to go to the Magic Kingdom, it is much easier to take a bus, right? So whenever whenever we go to the Magic Kingdom, it's almost always a bus. The only exception to that was a couple of meals that we had. So we had a meal in O'Hara's, uh, we had a meal in uh, Kona Cafe, and then obviously we had the California Grill. So with those ones, you can drive to the resort. They will swipe your Magic Band, so you can say that you've got a reservation, uh, yep. but they will check. So, oh, there's another thing they're doing now because you used to just yeah open your mouth and say the words, but that's right. And they didn't they didn't bother checking, but now they will check. So oh. you can swipe. Um, it wasn't so much of an issue. You know, we we went to Animal Kingdom Lodge, and I don't think they swiped our magic bands there. It's really the monorail resorts that they're checking on. 
So, uh, yeah, normally at Magic Kingdom, you know, we'll take the bus, and um, then it just depends, really. Uh, there's a boat from Old Key West to downtown Disney, so sometimes we take... The yeah, it's the same one as the um, uh, Port Orleans, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, same, yeah. Same, uh, same sort of uh, type of boat. Yeah. Um, and we, it, it would be a mix. I mean, we, we take the car sometimes, and, and sometimes we take the bus. If, if it's... Um, Downtown Disney or the water parks or the Animal Kingdom, then we tend to drive because it's a shared bus. So you go all Key West yeah. to Blizzard Beach to the Animal Kingdom and back again, and that's that's just a pain. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, but the, the the car I think is essential. Even if you're on site, um, the car is just just so good. I mean, even you know we we take a run out to the supermarket and get some supplies and. You know, bring them back for breakfast. So we'd normally have breakfast in the room, and then obviously on the final point, we'd eat out for lunch and dinner. So yeah, the car I, is, uh, is essential. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, we were offsite, so we had to have the biggest car we could possibly fit all of our suitcases in. But I'm I'm wondering if the next time I go, we, we'll stay on site and book yeah. the book the Magical Express for everyone else, so they can stick the suitcases in there, and, yeah. and then I can rent a convertible Mustang or something. Good Just time. meet them back at the resort. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good plan. I'll see you when we're there, and then you can put the faces <laughs> that way. We did have an issue because um, we bought, we, we rented a full-size car, and so when we when we got there and we loaded the suitcases in the boot, yeah. it was fine. Or the trunk for American listeners, <laughs> uh, it was fine. We got we got the big cases in the back, and we had a couple of we had a couple of hand luggage bags in in the back of the car, but it was fine. There was plenty of room. However. On the last day, literally the last morning, um, I went to go to the car and we had a flat tyre. I was uh, amazed, right in the flat tyre. And it was our last day, so I thought, there's no way I'm going to phone National and, and start messing about. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the tyre, which seems like a good idea. Space um, saver? It was a space saver. So the problem with that is, where do you put this full-size tyre? Because the hole for the space is too bloody small. So it ends up taking up half the boot, yeah. and so we ended up with cases inside the car on the way back to work. <laughs> well, oh dear. I'm, I was the driver, so it didn't bother me. I'm so not fun. No. I had a few complaints from the people in the cheap seats. <laughs> uh, so on, on your last day, what time was your flight back? Uh, oh, it's about 8 o'clock at night, I think. Yeah. So what yeah. did you do for the last day? Uh, last day was a bit of a disaster, really, because obviously we had that puncture. And then um, my daughter had got had bought something that it wasn't the right size, and she wanted to take that back. So we we ended up uh, kind of messing around a little bit in the morning. Uh, we did have a nice lunch. We had a ah oh, right okay. So when I went to check out, <clears throat> we knew we had some uh, quick service credits um, left on our dining plan, and that was going to be our, our lunch, and then also a kind of early dinner before going back to the airport, and. I went to check out, and the guy at reception said, uh, "Have you got a dining plan?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I'll just, I'll just check what you've got left in the dining plan." I said, "It's okay. I, I know what we've got left. We've got eight quick service, um, quick service meals." So he printed this thing off, and he said, um, "Actually, you don't have eight quick service meals. You've got nine quick service meals and four table service meals." And, uh, I I think I I think there was we we went back and checked later on and we didn't miscount so at some point we didn't get charged for a meal. Nicely done. 
yeah. So a we little bit of Disney up, magic for you. A little bit of Disney magic. And uh, so we had lunch at Olivia's, which is the restaurant on site in Old Key West. Okay. Uh, it was good. It was good. And then we, I think we went to downtown Disney for a little while. And then we headed for the airport uh, about 4 o'clock, 4.30, something like that. Yeah. Plenty of time to walk around. Yeah, yeah. Our original plan was to go to the Epcot, but because of the puncture and everyone else, um, that didn't happen. Yeah. But it was okay. The moment one person starts getting a bit stressed, that was it. Right? Uh, yeah. No, don't push this. Don't push this. <laughs> <sighs> Dear, fantastic. Sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, great time. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't be doing a Disney podcast if we didn't have good time. Yeah. <laughs> then again, we wouldn't be so, quite so curmudgeonly if we didn't have flat tires <laughs> occasionally. <sighs> Nick. Well, talking about good times. Yeah, I've got to say, while, while, we, were, while uh, we were slumming it out in Florida, yeah. uh, Al- Alice, Lindsay and yourself. Yes, uh, indeed. Where, where else were? And Squash. And Squash, and of squash. course. Yeah. Now, um, to start off this, I, I don't know, I assume they do it for other Disney parks as well, um, but a little tip for anyone that wants to, to know is that if you contact Disney... Um, you contact Disney stores, they will actually send you out um, invitations to the Disney parks. Right. So the first thing I did was was got some invitations sent out to the kids. Okay, cool. Contacted them, said where we're going, when we're going, and who is going with us. Yep. And as we don't know um, who Squash is yet, because Squash hasn't been born yet, um, I got one for each of the, the two eventualities it could be. So that they're covered in the future, of course. Um, right. And they come swiftly sent in a post written by Mickey. Okay. Nice. Uh, and they come princess or prince, depending on. So you've got one of each, and that's gone into a scrapbook for potential use in the future. That's right. Excellent. For a lovely start. Um, can't be bothered to give details here, but anyone wants to uh, probably message me on Twitter or Facebook, then I can give the details for that. So we um, went from... You can always give uh, me the details, and then I'll put them in the show notes. Oh, I could do that. That's much easier. Or I could just say uh, I'm going to put them in the show notes and then not do it. Yeah, so what, try one of the options. Yeah. Um, so we went from Ebbsfleet, which is where we went from before, taking the Eurostar. Uh, Ebbsfleet is a very nice half-hour drive or so from where we live. So nice and easy. Uh, and Ebbsfleet, once again, amazed with the staff. Eurostar port they're very very good there it's not a very busy terminal which is probably why it's so nice um, but nonetheless very quick very easy very helpful getting us through with a, a baby and buggy and whatnot. Is, is, um, for, for, the, for the record is Ebbsfleet is it the first stop or did it come from St Pancras yeah some, it always comes from St Pancras it, did, it, did, it didn't start at so, this one that's right, yeah. So it's it's always St Pancras. It normally goes Ebbsfleet, Ashford, uh, Lille. Um, sometimes stops at Calais before before Lille, but it, it's one of those kind of combinations. Yeah. Um, the train we was going on wasn't direct, so we did get off at Lille. Right. Uh, we had about an hour stopover, which was fine. The uh, train station hasn't got much there. It's got a few shops and you know toilet facility and, and all that kind of malarkey. Um, but, you know, not long to wait, and then we was back on the TGV to uh, Disneyland Paris. Do you find so, that it's, it's... Is it an English case of over-egging our particular building? But St Pancras and Ebbsfleet are Ebbsfleet International Rail Station. 
and you get to Lille, yeah. which is on the same line, so would also technically be international, but it's just Lille. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. It's I think it's just international. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the English overcomplicating things again. Yeah, you know what a French like. They're not very modest, are they? <laughs> let's be honest. So that's probably why. Um, but yeah, I, th I think all in all, it took about three hours train to train. So I couldn't really complain. Um, Alice was was uh, pretty well behaved on the, on the whole thing. Um, the only issue we had with luggage and, and that, because we, we took a little buggy with us as well this time, because Disneyland Paris do have buggies, yeah. but they're really, they're, they're more described as wheelchairs. Yeah. You know, they're very, very big, bulky things. Made, um, made, made of scaffold poles and plastic seats. Yeah, yeah, honestly. It looks like something you'd knock up at a building site. Um, they're, they're okay if your kids are probably about mm, three, four, that kind of age. But anything younger than that, they're a little bit too small. Yeah. So we had Alice in it the first time around when she was only like a few months old. And we made do, but only because we had to. It yeah. wasn't very practical. So this time we learned the lesson and took a lightweight buggy with us. But with the uh, with the luggage and with the buggy um, and with how packed the TGVs can be, um, it was quite a struggle to get on. I will say that there were some very helpful people on board who were not of the English nationality, who um, were very helpful. No, not even staff, just just people on the train who saw the struggle and, and were very quick to, to assist. So that was very kind of, of them there. And the thing is, a lot of the time when you listen to uh, English people speak about the French, we're not very kind to them. Um, but to be honest, I've never actually had a problem with them, even my very, very limited grasp of French, they've always been very nice to me. So, you know, once again, they they proved they're not um, the, uh, as one person put it, cheese-eating surrender monkeys that we all think they are. So um, I, I like the French, and I'm proud to say it. Anyway, uh, we got to we got to Disneyland Paris, and first stop was to drop everything off at the hotel, um, just to kind of get everything in check. Uh, and this uh, we were staying that. at the Elysee. Right. Which is uh, actually at Felder Europe, yeah. literally one tube stop away or five minutes on the bus, um, and so, just across so the road it, so from is that the supermarket. So TGV into the Disneyland Paris. TGV into uh, Monde Valley, and then back straight back out to Felder Europe on the tube or the bus. Oh, uh, you got so, so close to the park and then had to go out. Yeah, pretty much. But the thing is, we could have, like, if yeah. if Lindsay wasn't quite so tired and wanted yeah. to just organise stuff a bit better, we'd have gone straight in because yeah. as a passport holder, my luggage can be held at the front desk. Yeah. Um, but but she wanted to get to the hotel, so that's fine. So uh, we did that. As I said, five minutes on the, tube, on the bus, about two minutes on the tube. Nice and simple. Um, and the hotel was literally across the road. Very, very nice hotel. Stayed there many a time. Always good staff, always clean and tidy. Um, no bottle warmer available when we got in there, but it wasn't really that much of a problem. We had other ways of warming the bottle up, so, yeah. you know, it was fine. Um, dropped the stuff off, sorted some things out, got changed, went out to the park. Um, and the first day, we decided to make our dreams night as well. All right, okay. So we wanted to see see dreams, which was great. Alice was awake all the way up to the point when the show started fell asleep and promptly woke up as it finished. <laughs> so, uh, she saw it the first one, I suppose. So, yeah. So, uh, that's fine. We enjoyed it. So that was the main thing. <laughs> and we stayed quite back. We stayed uh, to the top of uh, Main Street 
at this point because we've, we've seen it up close a couple of times already yeah. so we've got a good view we don't have to be up that close to it and we've got easy access you, out you of the park you say you've seen it a couple of times already do you recognise any changes in it? Is no, it... the only change, the only change in the regular version of Dreams that I'm aware of is they've added a scene of uh, Brave okay. with Merida. Uh, that was that was put in there quite early on. I think I think only about six months into the run yeah. of when Dreams opened. Um, I know we're starting a new sort of Christmas version, which has got some extra scenes in there and some frozen bits, but yeah. none of that's been incorporated in yet. I, I, to be honest, I think it's only a matter of time before they start putting frozen stuff in it all year round. Okay. Given, it's just given, so popular. given that Arna and Elsa are in fact due to be in the park at some point. Well, yeah. this Christmas, yeah, they will be there. So, yeah, give it time and it'll be there all year round. But, you know, still still a great show, still uh, you know, my favourite of the nighttime shows that I've seen. Um, so, you know, still very good. Uh, the next day, we uh, we actually went on quite a few attractions this time. So one thing we didn't do last time was, was go on anything. We went on It's a Small World and Alice's Curious Labyrinth last time in our three-day trip. This time we went for four days. Yeah. Um, to be honest, this trip was so much better than the first one we had with Alice, purely because now she's of an age where she's running, running around and... Yeah. you know kind of like looking at everything properly and it. yeah that's it and she the first time when we went to cafe mickey for lunch and she met mickey mouse yeah. and it was the first time she really kind of recognized him when she got yeah. back she got a bit obsessive him watching on telly and, and right. whatnot um so we were a bit concerned this time knowing how much she loved like a cuddly toy of him and watching on telly how she'd be when she saw him in person again yeah. luckily Loved it. Um, was very, Whenever she met Mickey, she met Mickey a couple of times, she met Minnie uh, once as well, and both times they did that thing they do with little kids where they kind of kneel down on the floor to uh, yeah. let them come towards them, yeah. and she got very shy and coy and went towards them, then ran back a little bit, <laughs> and then ended up going off towards them, uh, and she kissed them on the nose, and it was, you know, heart melting. It was, it was lovely. Um, because Lindsay was pregnant, we got a pregnancy pass, Okay. which uh, I recommend anyone doing, mainly if you're pregnant. Um, if you can fake notes and put a pill up your, your dress or whatever, great. That could also if, possibly work. If, if you're a bloke, not a chance. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get away, but they're quite stringent on it. But um, what was good is it meant that we were able to um, get to the, not to the front of character meet and greets, but they what would, they would do is, that, like where they have the disabled entrance, yeah. they would let you wait there and they would just push you to the front a lot quicker than if you was queuing up. So you might have to wait five minutes or something rather than 30 minutes, whatever it is. And the uh, the meet and greet with Mickey inside the, uh, the cinema, um, there's a, a wheelchair entrance for that. So you just go there, show your pass, um, and they let you party in uh, to have your photos. So, you know, that was why I was able to do it a couple of times. Very good. Um, so, yeah, so we went on a few rides. Obviously, because of Lindsay being pregnant there was only so many things she could go on so we went on everything like that so uh, she couldn't go on Snow White no. or Pinocchio or, or Peter Pan must have been the lap bar yeah. must have been the lap bar um, so she couldn't go on those but she could go on Dumbo Okay. so she went on it's that with, with Alice yeah, yeah. Um, and couldn't go on the teacups I'm guessing that was probably more to do with the movement yeah. so uh, I took Alice, Alice on that one which she loved um, Alice loved the small world. Well, yeah, 
<laughs> you don't want that. You really don't no. want that. Um, so yeah, um, Alice loved It's a Small World and kept wanting to go back on that. So we did go on that about three or four times. Uh, but I, I can tolerate it. It's funny how when you're seeing someone's enjoyment of something so much, you can actually tolerate things you used to hate. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that. Um, and I, that, that was the next day. Uh, then it was studio day. Okay. So the plan originally was to get up early, go and get fast passes to uh, to go on Ratatouille to make sure I got on. Because uh, again, Lindsay couldn't go on it. Um, and again, that was due to, I think, the lap bar. Okay. Um, it's it's not a particularly quick ride, and I'll go into a bit more detail in a minute as to what it is. Um, but uh, but we didn't get up early. We got up quite late, as we had done every day. Yeah, yeah, um, I've, I've, never, I've always promised that every time I go to Paris, but never actually manage it. Well, we did it. We did it all right the first the first time we did we went rallies, but this time um, I just think you know being pregnant as well, there just wasn't like the the yeah. urgencies you'd like to have done. Um, probably as well, we didn't have to get breakfast in Salon Mickey, so that that was probably another instigation. But um, we got to the studio and uh, we saw Disney Junior Live. Which uh, have you done that, Paul? Disney Junior no. Live? No. Now, obviously, we've never had to do that before. <laughs> never had the, the want or need to do it before. But I've got to say, it's actually pretty good. It, it was, so what I, is, is it, I'm trying to think if that's a new one or is that the one that... Cause the last one I did there was a, a Stitch interactive thing. So Stitch is next door. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're almost, case, they're almost adjacent to each other. Case, no, I haven't done the Disney. Yeah. Uh, and what you do is you get a very enthusiastic cast member. Um, they do it in English and in French. So you went to an English showing of the show and you get a very enthusiastic cast member come dressed up in, in quite colourful clothing and they go through the world of Disney Junior. What they do is they have four cartoons. Yep. So they have Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, they have uh, Tigger and Me, I think it's called. I don't know, it's not shown anymore. In, in, that, uh, case, in, in that case, I have to go and do it. Yeah, Little Lionsteins, which again is another one I don't really show anymore, yeah. and Handy Manny yep. as well. What's good about it, though, is it's got uh, a good set. So everything, you know, they turn the set around and it's like the, the next set. So they'll have Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and they'll have another set and whatever. Yeah. But all the characters are puppets. Okay. So rather than it just being like, you know, someone dressed up as Mickey Mouse coming out, they're like Muppet-sized versions of them. All right. And they sing and talk and everything like that. So it's good because it's it's a bit more unique than what you expect it's going to be. It's, you know, it's... it's it's very simple. It's very kid-friendly. A lot of interaction and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of fun. But the kids really got a, a big kick out of it. And from my point of view, you know, it was different to things like Animagique, where it's just people in costumes dancing on stage that you can see all over the park. It was just something a little bit different. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool for what it was. It was, it was pretty good. Um, we did that, we did Animagique, like I said, and, and she loved that as well, so that was great, because uh, I don't think there's much life left in that one, so, uh, you know, if, if that turns into soaring like it could well be, good. Um, Rumour has it. Mm. Sorry. Right. Um, then, um, then it was time to have a bit of lunch, and then to go around to see exactly how big the queue was going to be for Ratatouille. Got around there. Uh, got around there. Actually, no, sorry. So before before I went round there to go on it, the first one went round there and it was a 40-minute wait for single rider. Ooh, 
So I was like, okay, it's a little bit long. It's not really fair to leave the girls out for that long alone. So I thought I'd go back a bit later on. Yeah. So anyway, the next one went back five minutes. Five minutes. Now this is Ratatouille. This is the big e-ticket attraction that's saving Disneyland Paris' fortunes. Um, And and, uh, yeah, five minutes and a rider. So I went on, got cracking. Got on, picked up my glasses. Now the the problem with the single rider line and the fast pass line is you obviously skip the the indoor bit. Like like the single rider line for um, Escape from Gringotts. Yeah. So I can't actually comment on on what that's like inside. I could see just over the wall a little bit. Yep. And it seemed quite well themed. There was um, a a sign for Gusto's and everything, and you could hear what was being said, but you couldn't see anything. So. Yep. What I could see looked very impressive, but I couldn't actually tell you what it was. But what I can tell you is between walking through the main entrance and getting on the ride did not take me five minutes. It took me about two. Very quick. Picked up my glasses, went to get on the rat. It's trackless, as we've mentioned before. That's one thing we did know. And it's very weird. These these rats come out of the darkness and they all kind of dance around into like different parts for where the gates are. And they kind of crisscross each other and everything it's very cool uh, you don't know which one you're going to be getting in until it actually stops so it's, that's quite that's quite cool um, and one of the reasons I think the queue keeps going down so quickly is six rats go at a time yep. so it's constantly almost constantly moving so I can understand why the queues aren't, aren't probably quite as, as big um, and essentially it is like Spider-Man if we had already guessed <laughs> the difference being is that you're not moving so on Spider-Man, you'll kind of raise up a little bit and it can tilt forward and, yeah. and all this. None of that. Okay. It is just a simple car, trackless, with big 3D screens um, that don't actually... They make you feel like you're moving, but you're not actually moving. Um, it's not particularly fast. Um, like Like Harry Potter, I'd say more than... Spider-Man, I'm talking about um, the Forbidden Journey rather than Gringotts, there are a lot of um, things within the the ride to make it feel like there are things there. So there's like big legs of um, ham and and stuff like that um, hanging down and and big fish to make you feel quite small. But for the most part, it's big cinema screens to show you stuff. The 3D works pretty well, but I will say I was a bit disappointed. Okay. In the quality of it, but the co- the quality of the 3D, um, I just think I've been spot a little bit from seeing other rides, and also the fact that I've got 3D at home now, yeah. and I'm quite used to a certain standard, and considering how much these things cost and the projection system involved, I was just a bit underwhelmed. It was a little bit blurry at times, um, so it's a shame. The the ride itself is very good. And I went on it a couple of times, but the first time I went on it, I got about halfway through, and the ride crashed. And it's the first time I've ever been on an attraction, and it's broken down. Yeah, I've been very lucky in that regard. That, that is lucky, yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, we were stuck there for ten minutes. Nothing was being said. The film just kind of stopped. And after about ten minutes, somebody came on and was like, "Yes, um, follow me this way." And, uh, and that was it. I was ushered out, given a fast pass to turn at another time, and that was it. Yeah. 
So uh, the first eight, I didn't actually complete my journey on Ratatouille. Uh, so I went back the next day. Um, the same day, after getting off Ratatouille, I went round to Rock and Roller Coaster just to see what the queue was like there. Yeah. And again, five minutes. Excellent. Brilliant, I thought. Queued up, just about to get on the train. Two trains in front of me, crashes. Not yeah. literally crashes, I mean the ride crashes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so luckily they fixed that, but it did unnerve me a little bit, but I got on and it was fine, so it was, it was okay. But I thought, I can't believe my luck. Never in 12 trips has anything like this happened, and in almost two rides in one day. Yeah. It wasn't my day. Um, but that was it, and um, yeah, so the, the rest of the trip was, was fine. Uh, a few big rides were out. Pirates of the Caribbean was out. Wow. The entire, the entire trip we were there. Um, I think down for drainage or <laughs> both. I think um, it was it was closed from about the I think like the beginning of September till quite late in September. It must have only just opened up. Yeah. And I mean, so major there was like walls in front of it, mm-hmm. so Even you couldn't see into it at all. Even it a clean. I mean, that, that's extreme mm. just for putting Jack Sparrow in it. Well, well, I don't think I'm putting Jack Sparrow in it just yet. Um, Captain EO was down. Oh, I think it's permanently closed now, and, anyway. And, and, yeah, but, but you got to get rid of that. Yeah, you got to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time as well. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple of things like that. There was a lot of stuff going on as well outside the front and within the park. Some of it, some of it, I felt was related to um, Halloween and getting stuff ready for Halloween. Yep. Some of it, I just think, was just general maintenance and just improvements to make things a little bit nicer. Yeah. Um, there was no signs explaining what anything was, so this was all kind of second-guessing. But just from what I could see within gaps and things like that, it looked like they're repairing some of the floor outside the, the entrance to the parks. Um, and also the, um, the steamboats, the paddle boats were down. Yeah. And that was all being worked on. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Oh, from Disney um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in such a bad state. I don't know if they're going to come back. No. Certainly not for a while, anyway. Yeah, that's going to take some, uh, some refurb. I don't know but, if you've seen those, Paul, but basically the, the boats are in a really, really bad yeah. state. Um, so, yeah, so it, it was good. Um, another thing to note as well, my annual passes run out in October and December of this year, um, and they have gone up €10. Euros. Um, from from the last few years, I think it's the first price increase they've done for quite a while. To be fair, ten euros but, doesn't sound a lot though for the annual pass. Oh, good enough. I mean, the then the three sixty five day access one is now two hundred and ten euros, yeah. uh, and the fancy pass, which is like the middle one, is one hundred and sixty nine. Now, um, I still think excellent value for money. Yeah, I really yeah. do, considering the benefits you get with them as well. Yeah. And I didn't realise until I got home that the Dream Pass now gives you ten percent off at the Lego store. Oh, cool. And there was loads of stuff I wanted to buy in there, and I thought, ah, it's alright, I'll, I'll buy it another time. It's not, it's not like I'm getting a discount or anything, but I, I was. Um, so it's a shame, but never mind. Um, but it's probably going to be the last trip I do to Disneyland Paris for a while. Um, we just decided not to renew the passes this year. Um, we're going to take the new little one. Um, probably around a year and a half too um and so we just didn't feel if you renew your pass you know before it runs out you get an extra six months but we really don't envision ourselves going 
within that time frame. So uh, it's a shame, and there's nothing wrong with the park, and we still enjoyed it and everything like that. But I think we've been the last four years, mm-hmm. and other than Ratatouille, there's not really been that much that's changed. Yeah, and uh, it's it's nice just to to get a little bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, it's the nature of the beast. Was that? What about the hotel? Was that good? Yeah, the hotel's always nice. The hotel's always nice. I mean, you know, one thing I will say to anyone that's looking to go to Disneyland Paris, I'm still, you know, I'm not saying it's it's not bad or anything like that, because it hasn't. You know, the food was good, the staff were good, the Spanish were rude, so things don't change. Um, sorry, Spanish listeners, but, you know, <laughs> so. Um, but, but um, the hotel was great, and, you know, there's some really good deals to have if you're prepared to stay off-site. And to be honest, unlike the hotels in Florida, I don't think that the Disney hotels are that great value for money on site. They're nice and they're convenient, um, especially if you're one, you know, if you stay at somewhere like the New York or the Disneyland Hotel, even easier, then, you know, access to the parks is quick and easy. You can walk there. Um, but most of the places you have to rely on the bus. Yeah. It's, it's, and not, it's it, not always a case of you, no, that's it. And to be honest, the, the only negative I had with the holiday at all was actually with the buses getting home at night. Um, our hotel had a, a free shuttle bus that we decided to get on rather than the train just because it was convenient. Um, and the the fighting that almost broke out was crazy. Uh, and the fact that, you know, we had... I mean, if, if Ernest was awake, we fold the buggy up. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like people that... Um, you know, unless you're trying to get your kids to sleep, I don't see why you need to f- have your buggy open um, with your kid in it if they're not asleep. Yeah. Um, so it takes up a lot of room, so we decided not to try and help people out. And it's amazing how many people just rude with that kind of thing. But also, the fact that with all the pushing and shoving, there was clearly a woman that was pregnant, seven months pregnant, yeah. and trying to get her a seat was a nightmare. Trying to get someone to actually, like, offer her a seat it was crazy um and again that wasn't people that we had issues with like that on the buses weren't actually french or spanish they were actually english yeah so it just shows and i get i see a lot of people and i was i was actually uh posting on something today on facebook um about disneyland paris with people saying um well if the cast members were were polite and if the french were nice and blah 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 uh you know i'd be more inclined to go back to be honest, when I go to Disneyland, the people that I seem to have more of a problem with are the English. Yeah, I guess. Or the Spanish. Yeah, and that's it. And so, to be honest, you know, I wonder sometimes what these... Well, I don't wonder what they do. I see what they do. But yeah. I don't know what they're expecting. Because if you're going to be rude to people, you're going to get rudeness back. So, yeah. there so, you go. So, anyway, and, so... And some of us are six foot and 15 and a half stone of rudeness. <laughs> yeah, don't mess. Basically. Fantastic. Uh, that's that's it. So that's that's pretty much Disneyland Paris in a nutshell. So Alice had a great time. We had a great time watching her, um, and we'll go back at some point in the future. Yeah, watch this space. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I, I think uh, normal services resumed. We can get back to uh, drinking and talking Disney next week. Yeah, I think that's that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, um, sounds like a bad one. Yeah, if uh, if anyone has any any need to contact us, they can do that. Somehow. And of course, they can do that via our website at www.disaster.com or email us at podcast at disaster.com. Yeah. 
can find us on Twitter at DesertedArt, Facebook.com forward slash DesertedArt, and on NiceChat.com. And Instagram, YouTube, Google Plus, Bebo, MySpace, and, and, and the new one whose name I can't remember that's uber secret and promises not to sell your details to anyone. Teletext? I don't know. There's, there's a new one going around called I, I can't even remember it. But if you actually read the terms and conditions, they say we will not send your, sell your details at the moment, but we might do in the future. Well, at least they're open about it. Yeah, I which is which is nice to see. Ah, but on <laughs> on that, yeah, like I say, normal service will be resumed. Um, and if anyone wants to sing along with our, our new soundtrack, if you can sing, or even if you think you can sing, or can sing at least that little bit better than our pub singer. Um, drop us a line because we'll send you some music and some words and you can sing along for us. Yeah. Because we need a new theme song. Tom and me, step on there. Yeah, yeah. He, Tom and me can do the piano bit because at the moment I just did it on, on, on something. We, we should actually ask him to do that rather than actually just... Uh, just order him know. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Tom! Do it now! We're going, we're going back to those angry guests again, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Uh, on that note, um, we'll leave it at that, and we'll see you all, dear listener, in two weeks' time. Possibly yep. around then, because we're going to try oh, and yeah. get on schedule again. Yeah. yeah. Good well, thought. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, I'll see you in two weeks' time. Good night. See you then. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Insert witty saying like you write on someone's leaving card that you don't really like at work. Here. <laughs> See you later. And we're out. <laughs>